The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Tim Ortman joining us now, author of Newsreel, A View Through the Lens, When. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Tim, tell me a little bit about your background, A View Through the Lens. You were a cameraman and producer? Correct. Uh, A View Through the Lens, When is a memoir about my time as a young NBC staff cameraman based overseas with the Foreign Press Corps. It takes place during the 80s, which was a pretty tumultuous time for international news gathering. So for me personally, it started with the war in Lebanon and concluded with the fall of communism in Eastern Europe. And throughout that whole time, you know, I uh, developed a real sense of camaraderie with the other men and women that uh, I worked with and felt uh, incredibly proud to work for NBC and the much larger uh, broadcast news business. And when I went to write the book, I wanted to write more than memoir, and it, uh, given the climate we're in right now with all the media bashing, I, it was an opportunity for me to remind the, the reader that in a free society like ours, a, a strong independent news media is a really important thing, a real asset to the American people. Absolutely. I mean, media is really important. I think the frustration now is the perception that there is a bias and an unstated bias in many cases. I think people are even okay with some bias as long as they know. That's an important point. When at the time when I write about the book, there were only four networks. CNN had just kind of come on, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the anchormen, Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, Dan Rather, were more trusted than presidents. So people just you know millions of loyal viewers just tuned in and got what they knew was going to be the straight scoop on what happened in the world that day. And now you've got a much more crowded landscape and a lot more different alternatives to go and get your news. And but some of it is online opinion or tv talk and i think it's um it's masquerading as news and uh you know it's a a much more crowded place than it used to be yeah i think you're right there's the other part so i would say first of all the perception or actual um lack of transparency uh and then number two the conflating of news and fact and anchor or reporter and talk show. And I see a lot of the networks. I mean, you know, it's a 24-hour news cycle. They have people on for three, four, right. or whatever, two, three hours at a, a time. And they're anchoring, but then they offer all, also offer political co- or, or just commentary. And those lines have gotten blurred. Yeah, and I, you know, look, I like talk shows. Uh, you know, I enjoy opinion. Every Sunday morning, I get up, and whether it's Chris Wallace or Chuck Todd or whatever, I, I enjoy listening to the Sunday talk shows, and uh, it's entertaining, it's enlightening. But sure. I know that it's it's opinion. I, you know, it's not they're not delivering me the news; they're debating the news. So um, it's fun. But I know that if I want to go and get my news, that that's going to come from a different source. Yeah, and I I wish that was stated. I mean, if you look at the early uh, newspaper and journalism in America. It was very biased, but they led with that. I mean, it was even in the names of many of the newspapers, some of them that are still around today or or evolutions of them. And it would be right in the newspaper what their bias is, right in the headline. Hey, even today, I mean, if you pick up the New York Times, you go to the front page and you're going to get news of the world. If you go deeper in the paper, you know, it's opinions and editorials and it's identified as such. And TV used to do the same thing. You know, remember when the... The general manager would come on the evening newscast at the end and it would, you know, there'd have a, a crawl at the end and it would identify or at the lower third and it would say this is an opinion so or an editorial. But, 
you're right. It's not now so clearly identified as uh, opinion, but uh, with all the new channels and all the new online options and all of this change is inherently good for us as news consumers, but it just means we have to work a little harder at it to determine what's news and uh, separate it out from the rest. So tell me about your time traveling. So you spent all the years uh, traveling as a cameraman, much of it overseas. That's that's really difficult um, on your family, right? You try to start a family or have a normal life. That That's tricky. Well, I was uh, fortunate. I, you know, I went overseas at 25. So um, I had seen the, the, the toll it had taken on some of my colleagues with kids. And uh, so I was uh, did not have a family, you know, uh, when I was overseas. So... Um, I was kind of uh, free to just uh, dedicate myself to the coverage of the news. And and uh, it was a wonderful time. I got to see, uh, a, a, you know, a lot of the world. And, and I when I first went over there, I thought all these stories were, you know, a lot of simplistic, you know, good versus evil. But, for instance, in Lebanon, you know, when I first went there, you know, I, there were I learned there were 82 different militias all fighting for, you know, the same turf for different uh, objectives. And. Uh, it wasn't uh, a simple story. It was a complex international story. And uh, to the help of a lot of my friends and colleagues, uh, I eventually grasped that. And it wasn't just in Lebanon. It was a lot of those stories were like that. Yeah, it's it's funny when I think about my career of town to town, up and down the dial, being at different radio stations and broadcast outlets. And I look back and I mean, what is it? I think I've lived in 12 states or something silly like that. And I think how frustrating it is at times to not have uh, more roots in one place where you develop more connections and community. I really lost something. However, I also gained something having gotten to see and live in a lot of different places and experience a lot of different things. Do you kind of feel that way with your travels? Absolutely. I mean, I benefited from uh, seeing a lot of different people, places and things. And uh, my perspective of the world was certainly shaped by those early years and I continue to travel abroad and uh, although the older I get I slowed down greatly but uh, you know I I witnessed you know there's a lot of crazies out there who would do us uh, harm us Americans and as an American cameraman I mean I was shot at and shelled and beaten just because I was an American with a camera so I know you know we need to protect ourselves from those types of people but I also saw and traveling, you know, I was fortunate to cover news on five different continents. So, uh, and seeing all the people, places, and things, uh, I, I realized that we as uh, humans that share the planet have a lot more in common than a lot more that separates us, a lot more similarities than differences. And news and information can help uh, bring an understanding for each other and in some way kind of shrink the globe. Uh, so it's a really vital tool. So tell me about some dangerous situations. Were you ever in a dangerous situation covering something, especially overseas? Were you worried yeah, about your safety? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a daily uh, routine, but news gather, international news gathering can, can be a, a perilous occupation. And um, toward the end of my time overseas, you know, uh, we thought communism and the Berlin Wall were, were, were in, you know, going to be around forever. And uh, we started to see little cracks in that communist, that iron curtain. And uh, we we went um, behind the iron curtain uh, and, and so we saw these um, 
refugees, these immigrants coming through from Eastern Europe into West Germany. And it just wasn't done. And we were perplexed on how these people could ride a train from communism into freedom. So we went uh, into Czechoslovakia to find out how this was going on. And um, there were a lot of East Germans leaving East Germany into Czechoslovakia, and they would go into the West German consulate in Prague and, and claim uh, citizenship once they got on the West German ground. So it started this this trickle of um, East Germans trying to get to freedom. And at one point, there were five trainloads full of East Germans that had made their way from through Czechoslovakia into West Germany, which was democracy. And at some point, the 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 communists in Czechoslovakia had had enough, and there were some student protesters that were protesting the oppression and the, the communist rule, and the um, the police, the, the military, paramilitary police, decided to take the protesters and the protest apart physically, very violently, and we were in the middle of it. Uh, we were we were shooting it, and uh, we were we were taken apart along as well as the protesters. Our cameras was destroyed, and, but we got the tape out and. Uh, it made a huge difference. And the next day there were half a million Czech protesters demanding the ouster of the communist regime. And within a couple of weeks, they'd called for uh, free democratic elections. Wow. It was the end of those communists. So it was, you know, we were pretty uh, uh, battered. My sound man and I, we, we, we'd uh, taken quite a, a beating, but uh, we survived. And those uh, pictures made a big difference. So it, that's, you know, the book does that. It kind of looks back and sees, um, the inherent good in news coverage, both then and now, it's uh, sometimes you know serious, obviously with stories like that, but sometimes mm-hmm. a humorous look back. And it's it's from a cameraman's perspective. I went on to do producing, but uh, it's not an executive producer or a, a New York executive's perspective. It's a cameraman yeah. on the front lines of journalism, kind of telling these stories. It's got to be gratifying and uh, pretty emotional too when something like that starts winding down and you start thinking, "Wow, that was." Uh Close that was, one. That was a close one or close just one. a more, more powerful <laughs> moment? Yeah, that's... Uh, Tim, I have a yeah. question for you because sure. uh, you I'm a millennial and I get my news mainly from social media, but you don't consider Twitter or Facebook news organization. Well, I say that because I think that Twitter... And, and I, I have kids who do the same thing. And uh, so... And again, change is good. That's, you can't put the journalistic genie back in the bottle. So this is what the landscape that we have, but in looking at Twitter and Facebook, I mean, oftentimes I see them regurgitate news from other sources. They'll reprint something from the, the New York times or NBC or, or Fox or something. So they're not, um, they're not taking ownership with those stories. They're, they're just spreading it out. And the harm is that, you know, we found out with Cambridge Analytica that, you know, if it's the Washington Post, there's a reporter taking ownership of that story. But there's so much um, anonymous uh, spreading of news online that there's no ownership. So you don't know where it's coming from. And, and, and it's not delivered in a journalistic fashion. It's an algorithm oftentimes that's spreading this stuff out there. So that's why I caution people to, you know, there's so many millions of people that are turning to Facebook and Twitter for news, but I don't see it as a traditional, you know, I don't know how many Pulitzer prize winning journalists are on the payroll at Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, the book is uh, newsreel of you through the lens when, and the author is Tim Ortman. Tim, what we'll do is go ahead and uh, post on social media links to it. So people can check out the books, uh, the book. That would be great. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, 
having me on today. Tim, good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. I, Luke, send a message to all those that follow our Lord Jesus Christ. From Affirm Films comes Paul, Apostle of Christ, now on DVD and Blu-ray. There are men, women, children that will never meet you. There must be a handwritten account of your acts. Their faith challenged an empire. Do you really know about these Christians? I am concerned with these documents. Their words change the world. Love is the only way. Paul, Apostle of Christ, starring Jim Caviezel. Available now on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.